Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit. We heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to this space, this sacred space. What does that mean, sacred space? So I was just sitting here breathing, tuning in, uh, tuning to my higher self, to my guides, to the oracle, to the sacred remembering podcast itself because it's got its own energy, its own deva. And I was lighting some Palo Santo and just really attuning and making my notes for this episode. And I thought, this is sacred space. And I want to specifically invite you into this space today out loud, whether it's your first episode or you're returning over and over again. Welcome so big. I want to invite you now to take a breath into your heart. Slow and steady, and you can continue in that way into your own heart. And when is the last time that you breathed with yourself in sacred attunement? Beautiful. And then as I do before I hit record, go ahead and attune to all of the hearts of all of the women listening at any point in the future. Actually, all of the humans listening at any point in the future. Beautiful. And then if you are a seer, you probably saw a pretty big web pretty big web of women who are tuning into this information, who are deciding to allow this information to permeate and and change lives. So every time I get on here, it's a transmission. Now, what does transmission mean? Because that's an interesting word. It means an energetic exchange of words. And so I'm coming with this energetic exchange and you feel it. You feel it. It's alchemical information. And then you, something changes for you. So I'm sitting here on my phone because I wanted to read you this, um, this review that someone wrote. Mountain Spring Morning wrote, I have learned so much from this podcast. Through these conversations, I have gained new understanding of issues that I'm facing and created new ways to define complex feelings that I'm having, both of which are aiding me on a path forward. Awesome. 
I am so, so glad. Thank you for that review. Um, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this to put words to things that are less commonly talked about. And because I have been <laughs> studying the tiny little minutia of life, um, of energy of the masculine feminine for so long, um, it is my heart's pleasure to come on here and share this information with you. So thank you for those of you that have taken time to rate this podcast um, on Apple right now. There are about 25 uh, reviews, I think. And then, I'm sorry, ratings. And then just a couple of reviews. And um, you can tell that I have not been doing this as a popularity contest because I did not even realize this. <laughs> I've been asking you to go onto iTunes and leave a review on, on Apple on iTunes. And you can do that right from the app on your phone. It is not hard. I actually just saw that. So here we are in season four and I'm just getting smart to that. I would love to see you leave a review. Why? <laughs> because one, it helps the ratings of the podcast. It helps it reach more people. So no, it's not a popularity contest, but yes, this is in service to humanity. And so when you put a little bit of energy back into this podcast, it super duper matters. And um, please hear that. And don't just walk away thinking like, oh, somebody else will do it, or I don't really have time to do it. This is how we give back toward the uh, the causes and the offerings that we really appreciate. And so if you appreciate this podcast, if you've been coming back again and again and again, and I know that that is literally hundreds of you. And so that does not reflect in the Apple reviews right now. And if you go and write a review, it takes way less time than I thought because you can do it right from your phone and that helps it reach more people, which is awesome. You can also share this podcast with a friend, word of mouth referrals. I know that you're doing that because you're popping into my inboxes and telling me that you're doing that, which is so cool of you to share this podcast with other women so that many more can benefit. Hello, new folks. So good to meet you. I love you already. I can't wait to get to know you better. Also, um, be sure to follow me on Instagram. That is, that's where I'm <laughs> enjoying social media right now. Um, and I'm following that joy more frequently these days than just having to put things out there on social media. Um, so I am at embodied breath on Instagram. And again, if you like things, comment on them, share them. Um, it's, part of what we need to do <laughs> in this world right now to run a business, to get this information out to more women and to make, um, you know, this is how we change the world. It, it, <laughs> I wish that likes and reviews and things like that and, and social media activity didn't really have to do with it. Um, I'm always open to other ways and it is like what we have to do at this point in time as I see and understand it. And I'm always uh, <laughs> looking for evolving systems. So that's where we are right now. Um, yeah. So definitely like subscribe and download because um, the reviews for the podcast, I guess the ratings for the podcast, the more downloads there are, the better the podcast does, right? The more ratings, the better the podcast does. So if you're listening, again, please put some energy back in.
on this season of the podcast and in my work, I know that I'm going to be talking a lot more about women, energy exchange, money, you know, building wealth, building abundance. Um, I have been a student of this my entire life and I'm really, really interested in it. If you've been following my work, you know that I do have programs on masculine feminine energy, how we support the feminine receiving. Um, you can check out structure and flow if you're interested in that. And then I do have, um, specific prosperity teachings through a program called Heartland that I ran this spring and really, really studying right now um, through personal experience and through many teachers, um, the practices of regenerative energetics. And uh, I can get really excited about this, you know, as we bring the feminine back online which today's podcast is going to be in service to, then what we're also doing is creating more of an energetic loop where energy and abundance can flow. And we want that energy to flow in both directions because I know many women commonly feel very, very depleted there are reasons for that. There are systemic reasons for that. I'm going to talk more about that in today's podcast. But how do we change that? I am in service to that mission. How do we change that and go from depletion into regeneration and a regeneration of feminine energy? Well, we don't do that by fighting. Like I say in the intro of this podcast, we do it <laughs> I can't possibly begin to summarize it uh, in this space in a few moments, but we are reclaiming the energetics, but we're also coming back into a harmony of masculine and feminine and a harmony within, which means making peace with a lot of things that have happened in the past, making peace with a lot of our own behaviors. Again, I'm going to talk about that today. And then coming into a place where we truly understand energy and exchange. Okay. Which, oh my gosh, just lights me up to no end to talk about these days. So, ah, passions, right? We all have these passions that are um, really being. I would say awakened and activated right now as the world is um, <laughs> going through this dark night of the soul and reminding us about what is really, really important. So if you are interested in receiving some of these prosperity teachings, going more deeply on that, as well as energetic sovereignty teachings, as well as hours and hours of other content, um, please keep an eye out for my upcoming membership. Please get on my email list at sarahpoet.com. And that is how you will be the first to know about the membership when it opens soon. And I'm excited that you are excited about that because I've been getting a lot of feedback saying you're ready for that. And I am ready for that too. I'm ready to be in community with you talking about all these things and exchanging more energy. Um, also, another reason to get on my email list right now is I am about to release a, a PDF that's called Masculine Feminine Money. 
VA. This is the first time I'm talking about it. Um, my VA has been creating this beautiful thing. I just give this, um, you know, typed linear information to them and they create this gorgeous PDF. So it is a lot of information. And what I do is I break down the feminine and masculine archetypes into actually three um, expressions of each. Okay. So we have a hyperinflated masculine, hyperinflated feminine. That means it's like way, mm, way expressed. Okay. So hyper. Then there's an underexpressed or unconscious or wounded expression of each masculine and feminine. And then there's the conscious. So that totals six. So I have these six categories of masculine and feminine and how each category is actually interacting with money and the frequency of money given the frequency of the masculine and feminine. I have chills right now. I am so excited to share this with you. Um, and then, so you are going to be able to see yourself in probably all six of these categories, I would say, but you're also going to see where you predominantly lie, like the one or two categories that you predominantly exist in. And then what we're doing is we want to come to this conscious balance of masculine and feminine um, in, in regards to money. Yes, but money and love have so much to do with one another. So I think as you're reading it, you're going to also say, oh, I do this in love also. Right. Because they're so linked money and love. And so my hope with this is that it gives you acceleration when you can see it laid out like this. And then you do some self-reflection on where you have been. Then you know, like, oh, that's the behavior that isn't serving me. Okay. I'm going to change it and make it more conscious. What needs to happen for me to do that? Do I need shadow work? Do I need to work with Sarah privately? You know, what's needed? Do I need a journal? Follow your soul. Like you're going to know. And if you're on this path, you're going to have the pings about what is next on your path. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. So get on my email list, sarahpoet.com, and that will be out very soon. And then um, it'll be the free, the free download on my new website as that turns over in the next few weeks. Okay, just a few more things, and then I'm going to get to today's content on the wounded feminine and bringing that back into more consciousness. Um, but I wanted to say I've been interviewed on three recent podcasts uh, with a few more coming. So. Most recently, um, Her Two Cents, it's a podcast about women and money, a pretty practical podcast about women and money and, and um, managing wealth and growing wealth. And so I am season three, episode two. I did that on structure and flow with the hosts, um, Faith and Laura, and that was just out this week. And then I may have mentioned it before, but they're really good episodes. So I'm mentioning it again. The Soul Food for Thought 
podcast with Nick Walker. I am episode 63, and we talked about essence and so much more. It's a long interview, but it's really full of good stuff. I think I'm going to republish it on this podcast. And then on the Another Paradigm podcast with Violetta Pleshakova, which is such an excellent podcast. All of Violetta's work is in in such integrity, um, in my opinion. And so I'm episode six on the Another Paradigm podcast. So check those out. Those are really good conversations with a lot of information. If you're new to me, new to my work, you can uh, really absorb a lot of information through those three interviews. Um, awesome. I also wanted to invite you to write to me. Okay. And I might use what you write to me about as a content idea. I won't use your name. I'll I'll make it anonymous, but I want to take what you want to share with me and come up with a content ideas for podcasts and even do like a an answer session on a podcast. So this is a new invitation. So if you've been listening, this has not been said before. Um, You can email Sarah at sarahpoet.com and write to me about an application of something that you've heard on the podcast or something that's spurred from one of the conversations that, that you've heard here. And if you have a question, a next level, next step question. If there's something that I say that you know resonates and you're like, I want to hear more about that, Sarah, let me know that too, okay? Because there's so much to talk about here. Uh, <laughs> I am going to do one episode a week, but I might even do more than one episode a week because we are in powerful, powerful times and I want to get this information to you. Of course, the membership site is going to be a place where we're really diving in to the practices, to the conversations, to community because we need community right now. Um, And that being said, if you feel propelled, like an excitement right now in your body, like, yeah, I want to write to Sarah, then go ahead and write Sarah at sarahpoet.com, just a paragraph or two, just a paragraph or two. We're all busy people, right? Um, And tell me what's that. Tell me what you heard and tell me your next question. And then I might feature it on the podcast and I'm happy to keep it anonymous. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. So today I want to talk about the wounded feminine. Why do I want to talk about the wounded feminine? Well, it's prevalent and it's in all of us. And I bet I would bet money on this. No, I wouldn't because I value money and I don't, you know, whatever. It's a figure of speech. <laughs> I would bet that when i say wounded feminine there are such there's such a large portion of you that's like i don't want to talk about the wounded feminine i don't want to go there i don't want to talk about it it's not the most glamorous topic it's not the most fun i get that and what i started thinking about was how we actually and in spiritual communities especially i would say actually shame the wounded feminine and i think i probably realized this because I realized I was doing this to myself um, in some in some way. But I wrote a post about this on Facebook and it got a lot of feedback. And then I submitted it to Elephant Journal and they were like, oh my gosh, we love this. Can you edit it and give it back to us? And so I was like, wow, this topic really does land. It, there's some resonance 
Okay. So what is the wounded feminine? What comes to mind? What is the wounded feminine? I'm going into teacher mode here a little bit. You hear me pause intentionally. That's what I want you to, you know, engage with yourself and ask yourself the questions. What is the wounded feminine? Well, it can be a lot of things. I'm sure I'm not going to cover it all with my words today, but I want to frame it really simple to start. I see the wounded feminine as the feminine in collapse. Yes, there's some unconscious element to it for sure. I would actually usually equate wounded and unconscious together. You know, when I'm doing those categories, like on the money, masculine, feminine money PDF that I'm about to, to release to you. So I do equate them like unconscious and wounded. And most of all, I just want to open our, hmm, our hearts really open up our hearts to, oh, this is an expression of the feminine that's in collapse. Now, behaviors are another thing, right? Like we can be in an energetic that's probably going to cause some behaviors and some actions. And then that's where we get into the judgment. That's where we get into the shaming. So, you know, we say a lot in our culture, we talk about the toxic masculine. And let me just pause and ask you to tune in to how you feel toward the toxic masculine. My guess is that there's mostly an anger or a frustration some mixed with some fear. Okay. Like it's a repulsion. Toxic masculine is like angry. So we have this word for the masculine. And I think that a lot of us here are probably aware that there's also this, you know, unconscious expression of the, the feminine. We could call it toxic also, but then just tune into that. Like, how do you feel about the toxic feminine? It's a different energetic. It's a different reaction, right? So I think we can all agree that masculine and feminine, which does not equate to male and female, but this also applies to gender. What I'm about to say is that we have different ways of responding emotionally, energetically, judgmentally to masculine and men than we do to feminine and women. So whereas we might be like angry at toxic masculine, I think we're more shaming of toxic feminine. We're more likely to put toxic feminine down and we're more likely to be almost combative in our energetic with toxic masculine. Now, I might be completely wrong about that. So you just feel into that and see what's true for you. Given that, I will say, I don't even like the word toxic. I think that with unconsciousness comes shadow behaviors and there's always a a reason for it. So I don't actually like to lump toxic, you know, with masculine or toxic with feminine, but I went into that discussion there to get that point across. So the behaviors of 
the wounded feminine can be very, very unhealthy, given that there's this shadow component a lot of the time. So, for example, some behaviors of the wounded feminine could be manipulation. Manipulation to get her needs met. Gossiping. Okay, so um, anytime she's like making her, she's contorting herself to get needs met. This week, I had to, I went to buy my son a computer. So I was in this area of town a couple times this week, like looking at computers, researching them, going home, thinking about them. So we didn't make an impulse buy, you know, so I'm going through this process with my child. And I drive into this area of town more frequently this week than, than I usually do. And every time I went into this area of town, I saw this woman who really caught my eye. I think she probably caught many, many people's eye. And she was standing in the middle of a, of an intersection on the median, like on the concrete median. And it's hot. It's summer. And she's got a ball cap on, but otherwise she's got um, short shorts on and a little tank top and she's got a pregnant belly. And her body language, she's a little twitchy and she has a homeless sign and she wants money. She doesn't have any bags with her at all. And the expression on her face is what I noticed the most. It was a pout. She was specifically pouting and holding up the sign, utilizing the pregnant belly to get the money from from the drivers that were going by. This, and I was like, wow, I am really transfixed on this woman. And I'd be like, let that energy go, Sarah. Wow. You know, Um, but then when I was making my notes for this podcast, I was like, oh, that is almost the epitome of the wounded feminine, you know, in, in my judgment, I guess I would say. And it makes for a really profound example here. So, like, (laughs) yeah, you feel that you feel that. So utilizing a collapse. So she's taking that collapse. I'm homeless. I don't have money. I'm pregnant and manipulating, attempting to manipulate the behaviors of others, the emotions of others in order to get what she needs. Now, I will say that in everyone is a mirror reflection of a part of ourselves, right? So while I'm naming this, the very first thing I'm doing, you trust, trust me on this, <laughs> is, is noticing why it lights something up in me. And then there's compassion. And then there's noticing the parts of me that are like the parts of her that I'm noticing, right? That that's what we're really doing when we're looking at another person and see and like noticing these things. So anytime there's a judgment, just tune in to, okay, what about that? Do I judge in myself? So I want to, I want to put that in there um, while I'm using this woman as an example who I've never met, but that manipulation of behavior. Okay. That's so characteristic of the wounded feminine and often an identification with the collapse. 
Okay. So quickly, just some other characteristics of the wounded feminine so we can get into an understanding of what this feels like. Um, Often helplessness, seeing no way out of a condition, feeling very depleted in resources and making the self, the sense of self smaller in order to receive resources, to make sure that the needs are met. The the wounded feminine, I would also say deflated feminine, feels very depleted as a norm, um, identifies with victimhood. Okay. Uh, I think this is very, very important and common where we feel like victims and identify as victims as women. That's us being in a wounded feminine expression. I know it's getting tricky, right? Because real shit has gone down. That's what I'm going to talk about next. Um, the wounded feminine does not have a trust in life itself, you know, in in what I teach, the wounded feminine has not gone through um, her own empowerment cycles, but also the reunification with the healthy masculine that would get her back to trust and faith um, that she can create and she can have. Um, Yeah, she wants to trust provision, but she has a trauma, often a masculine-related trauma, that she just, she can't bring herself to trust, okay? And so then she's not actually able to receive from the universe either. Um, Her self-worth is often very distorted, um, which, you know, has, could have, could have been, well, was through messaging that she received. Um, The wounded feminine is also willing to work for less, willing to exploit her own energy for less gain. Okay. And some of this I'm taking from that ebook that I was just telling you about the masculine feminine money ebook. So you can see a couple things here. You can see that the wounded or deflated feminine has a direct correlation with an inflated masculine. So it's interesting, actually, I'm just putting this together and putting it into words here. What we call the toxic masculine in our culture is most often the inflated dominator masculine. But what we're calling the toxic feminine is the wounded deflated feminine. Well, in a dominator culture, These two are the mirror expressions of one another. Go watch my TEDx if you haven't yet. It's on sarahpoet.com. We cannot have an unhealthy, overexpressed masculine that's in a dominator expression without the feminine having to go into a deflation. So, my friends, this was the very point of a patriarchal culture as we know it. 
Because here, this this expression of patriarchal is equating with with dominating. And it was not the healthy masculine that ruled patriarchy. If it had been a healthy expression of the masculine that had established patriarchy, we would have had systems of love and collaboration, systems that listened to the feminine, that uplifted women and children. Um, we wouldn't have had this capitalism like we have right now because that's a system of exploitation and, you know, winner takes all. And so it's not that patriarchy in the sense that we know it and have experienced it for thousands of years, it's not benevolent. And it's not associated with the Holy Father, like the benevolent Father. It's actually dependent on a skewed and hyper expression of the masculine that is more about domination, taking what it wants, um, establishing, you know, dominion of space and time and ownership. So in that expression, as masculine as taker, then we have the the feminine is put into a situation of deflation and depletion. So I'm going to highlight some personal examples in a moment so you can hear how this actually plays out in our lives. But my original point was we often shame the wounded feminine when we recognize, oh my gosh, we're, you know, acting in a collapsed way. Or um, I think as a woman and many women listening can probably relate to this. It's like, oh, I was trying to be on the sacred feminine path and I did something that was not as conscious as I would have liked to have been. And then there is shame around that. Pause right there and feel that. Yeah, that's real. That's real. So, and then I think that that furthers our collapse and perpetuates the collapse, which is the exact reason why I am speaking these words on this podcast today is because I want you to liberate the shame. And I want to say it's no fucking wonder that we have in all of us expressions of a wounded feminine when the, the whole crux of the dominator culture was to suppress the true conscious feminine and take from the feminine the energy that was used to actually fuel the dominator culture. Let me say that again. It was the siphoning of the feminine, the taking of the feminine energy, the, um, you know, uh, exploitation of the feminine energy that actually ran the dominator culture because the dominator culture had to take something in order to be powerful. This is where we get victim, victimizer consciousness. This is where we get somebody has the power, somebody doesn't. And in feminism, we have 
fought historically to say, give me that power back. It's not that way now. That's not what we're doing. We are reclaiming the holy truth in us, sacred remembering that we don't have to ask for wholeness. We don't have to ask for our power. The path to this divine remembrance and this sacred wholeness of feminine and masculine in the conscious expressions is right inside of you. It's right inside of you. So you don't have to ask permission from outside of yourself to be whole, to have what you need to, you know, be the full expression of who you are. These are your God-given rights. This is your sacred um, expression as a human being on this planet. You, you have that divine right. That's what we're reclaiming now. You know, and it's like, we know that if we run from something that is uncomfortable for us to acknowledge or deal with, then that thing is only going to get bigger. It's like, if we're running from a monster and our back is to the monster, that monster is just going to chase us and the monster is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. Until we turn around and we look at the monster and we say, what do you need? What do you need from me? So a lot of us have been doing this with aspects of our own femininity and a wounded expression of our femininity and shaming ourselves for it. So how many of you listening, this is going to be something to maybe email me about and tell me a little story about, and I'll bring it back to the podcast. How many of you have something that you want to say to someone? You have a truth that lives inside of you and you can't bring yourself to say that truth out loud. So you stay inside of a situation that makes your body kind of tweaky. It doesn't really feel good. It might even make you scared. It shuts you up and you think, I have to stay here. I have to do this because I can't speak up for myself. And then you shame yourself for being in that circumstance or for feeling that way. I know a lot of hands just went up or a lot of women were like, uh, yeah, right? How many of you have made a decision about a relationship and put your energy into the relationship with a man, maybe a woman, whomever, any gendered person, you put your energy, your love, your commitment, the best you knew how to do into that relationship. And then something happened, you were taken advantage of, it didn't work out. And instead of saying, okay, I can get stronger from that. I see what happened here. You shamed yourself for either what you got wrong in the relationship or what that other person told you you did wrong (laughs) in that relationship or at the end of the relationship. Or then you looked back and you're seeing, oh my gosh, I wasn't in my healthiest expression. I was in my wounded feminine. 
then you shame yourself for it and you stay quiet and you have a harder time getting back into relationships or picking yourself up again. Am I right? Am I right? So, yep, I've been all those women, right? I've totally done all those things. I have shamed myself for my own depletion and failed to recognize initially how much the depletion of the feminine is such an integral part of culture. So how many of you are doing that saying, I'm so tired. Why am I so tired? Why don't I have more energy? My dear, it's not you. It is a part of a dominator culture that set it up this way to zap your energy, to use your energy for its gain. Whew, that's a big one. Um, you know, I, I said I would share my own story and I feel like I have to stay true to my word. So I definitely have done all of those things I just mentioned. Um, you know, I've been, I have said yes to relationships and this really was a source of shame for me, especially because, you know, I have this podcast about feminine masculine. Um, I've known about feminine masculine for a long time. It's my life path. Of course I would fuck up so that I could learn so that I could alchemize and bring these lessons forward and these stories forward. But I have said yes to relationships that were soulmate relationships. I deeply learned from them. But, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, am I in my proper expression of the feminine yet? Am I in the sacred yet? And am I doing things according to what I think the sacred feminine is? And I said yes to relationships that would actually end up biting me in the ass. And I could not figure out why. So, um, you know, man, like more than once, a man saying, I want this, you know, like in this convincing energy, this um, kind of knight in shining armor. Well, there you go. That's my psychology. <laughs> like I wanted the knight in shining armor a little bit, right? That's the wounded feminine. Um, and and he showed up and he said, I want to do this with you. I want to be conscious with you. I want to have these soulmate relationships with you. Um, you know, all of this, this and that, and the, like everything you'd want to hear. And then when something got challenged, um, his wounded masculine got challenged or that dominator got challenged and was like, wait, are you actually authentically in your heart? Or was this a show of the dominator? Then what happened multiple times was that dominator consciousness turned on me and wanted my collapse. In one circumstance, um, I, I became involved with a man who was going through a separation and a divorce process, but had not yet been divorced. Well, my wounded feminine allowed me to say yes, while that man still had his own work to do. And then um, circumstances went down and he actually turned on me, went back to her and then completely dominated, like raised his voice, scared the shit out of me. I changed the locks on my house. I mean, it was so crazy. And I thought that this man was my soulmate. Now, this is an example 
of how the wounded feminine (laughs) coming out of patriarchy will say yes to things that are not in highest alignment. And this is going to continue to happen until we bring the conscious feminine and the conscious masculine into union. And so I experienced more domination and more oppression on the feminine as I was trying to rise up and out of this. If you had been looking at me from the outside, you would have thought Sarah's already a badass. You know, Sarah's got it. And now (laughs) some aspects of myself, yes, but other aspects, no. And it was primarily this wounded feminine who wanted the soulmate relationship wanted even, um, you know, a rescue from real life in some ways, um, wanted the security, the assurance. And now from a conscious place, um, those might, those would be wanting love, wanting partnership, but the wounded feminine is going to skew those. And, you know, from the shadow aspect of, I want companionship to be my assuredness, like that's the shadow aspect. The words that come out of your mouth <laughs> might be, I want the soulmate relationship. I want my other half, right? Like things like that. I want the twin flame. It's, it's just so much bullshit in this area because I've been there. You cannot bullshit me. Like I know when I'm talking to women on the phone and they're saying, I think I'm with my beloved <laughs> partner at this time. I'm like, fuck, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. You're not, but let's be real about it because you can grow together into consciousness. But if our wounded feminine is not yet conscious, we are going to be projecting our wants and our needs onto men, be it father, be it partner, be it whomever, (laughs) sugar daddy, like whomever. Okay. So let's get honest with ourselves and it's not easy to do, but it's important to do and don't shame yourself for it, for the honesty. Because what I did after that, like when, when he went back to his wife and like put this dominant expression on me. And then I was like, what did I say to myself? I said things like, I'm a total shithead. How did I get myself into this situation? Like I beat myself up. And so I shamed myself and I knew that he was out of integrity. I knew that I had been dominated and I didn't more than acknowledging that and letting the whole situation be what it was more than, more than just that healthy approach. I shamed myself for a really long time. Okay. So when I talk about self-love and I talk about coming back into balance and union with the self and union with God, I promise you, I have had to live it all very, very honestly, (laughs) very fucking honestly. Okay. And it's not, it's not been fun at times. So I'm saying this to you because if we can acknowledge where our wounded feminine is, I'm sorry, where our feminine is 
wounded or unconscious and bring it to consciousness and stop the shadow behavior, then we will also stop projecting onto men what we want of the masculine, the trust, the safety, the security, the provision. And we will stop getting hurt because if we are in a wounded expression and we want this, guess what we're going to attract? We are going to attract the dominator frequency. Can you just let that sink in for a minute? If you don't clean this up in you by getting conscious, not by shaming, by getting conscious, then you will continue to attract another dominator and ask yourself, how the fuck did this happen? How have I been taken down again? How am I still depleted? Why is my energy not being honored? Sister, it's because of your relationship with your feminine. So let's get conscious about it. And the conscious feminine has a very different relationship with the conscious masculine. And in this moment, I'm not talking about finding that in a man. Because that's what an un, um, unconscious, yes, but like an immature feminine will continue to look for all of these expressions of what, what she, what it wants in the masculine She'll continue to look for it in a man. That's not what I'm talking about. She'll say, we're all the good men. If a woman is saying, we're all the good men, I know she's not in her conscious feminine, period, end of story. So a woman on a path to consciousness with her own feminine is in right relationship with the conscious masculine as an essence, she's doing this work. She is in self-inquiry. She's being with the archetype. Okay. She has sacred practices around this. Okay. So I'm going to begin to wrap up, but I know I have really probably stirred up quite a bit. I'm going to give you some reflection questions in a moment, journal questions, if you will. And First, I want to again say it is so normal to find yourself in a wounded, unconscious expression of the feminine. And do not shame yourself for it because what dominator culture did was made sure that the feminine was in a wounded expression. (laughs) This is what we inherited. Now, our behaviors in this space are our choice. So we can stay in, who's going to save me? If I put my pouty face on, is somebody going to give me the handout? If I stay in collapse, will I experience the prince coming in on his horse to prove to me who I am? Okay, if you're doing that, that is behavioral. And that's what you want to clean up. So this energy lives in every single woman. (sighs) Unless she's done a fuck ton of work. So I'm normalizing it. I'm not shaming it. I'm normalizing it. And I'm saying um, what you do is change the behavior 
after you're getting honest with yourself, right? Bring the unconscious to the conscious, work out the shadows, and put yourself in a more conscious expression of the feminine. Right there is where you can reach out to me for private mentorship, right there. Okay, like what does that look like for me? How do I do this? That's where you can work with me privately. Now, you're going to have to not be super duper collapsed to work with me privately because I do charge money for my services. And so, you know, right, we're on that path because we're having the money to invest in our continued conscious path. Isn't that interesting? Okay, so the money comes along with coming out of collapse. Hallelujah. Um, I'll also say that if you find yourself in a relationship where you recognize, oops, I got into this when I was in a more wounded expression and now I want more power in my relationship, not power over, but I want to be respected differently. I I hear from a lot of women who have been in marriages for some time, and she got into that with certain agreements on her silence, on her energy, and she's not okay with that anymore. And so what does that look like? I can work with her privately, or I have couples coaching where we rebalance the archetypes between two people, regardless of gender. So I can rebalance the archetypes with you and I can rebalance the energetic exchanges between two people. This is what my couples coaching is about. It's not just how do I talk to each other? It's not just communication skills. You can go learn that somewhere else. We are doing actual rebalancing of archetypal energy. Also, if you're a woman who actually is like in a dominating position in your in your relationship, this is probably pretty common too, and it's coming up for a reason. So I'm just going to say it. A reason I don't know, but it's for someone listening. You know, if you have too much say in your relationship, and you're like, I wish he would do more, step into the masculine, you know, take some more ownership and leadership. I can help you rebalance that as well. It's a three-month coaching commitment with me. It's a deep practice, okay? I'm not fucking around. I hope you are neither. So um, it's all in love, obviously. I hope that's obvious. Um, And it's a commitment, okay? So reach out to me at sarahpoet.com if either of those things are what you need right now. Here are your questions for reflection. There are four. One, and if you're like driving or something, you just look at the minute mark on the podcast right now and then come back to it. Where do I feel collapsed or defeated as a woman? Okay, that's question number one. You're going to journal about it. Write it out. Let yourself go deep. Writing helps you get into the subconscious. So don't just think about it. Two, how do I beat myself up? about that, about feeling collapsed or defeated? How do I beat myself up for that feeling? Three, how could this be an effect of dominator culture? Hey, how can I let myself off the hook a little bit here, right? 
not Vic, you know, we're not being the victim. We're not blaming. We're just acknowledging. It's healing to do that. And then number four, how would I like to experience self-love and change my behavior? And I will say, I think last week, the Lionsgate episode, I talked about self-love. And what do you know? I'm talking about it again. Self-love is the antidote. So this wounded feminine doesn't need shame. The opposite of shame is love. What this wounded feminine part or parts need is compassion, acknowledgement, and love. So you can reach out, we can do sessions, we can do a package, and we can look at these parts and ask them, what did you need that you didn't get? And then it's your job to give that back, to give that to these parts, okay? So love on yourselves. No more shame. Also, no more identifying as the victim, okay? Have we been victimized historically? Yes. Do we want to perpetuate that energetic? No. Why? Because it attracts more domination. It attracts more depletion of our energy. Do you see that? So you are responsible for acknowledging what these parts need loving them back into consciousness, not looking for that in a man or a partner outside of yourself to prove to you that you can be in the conscious or sacred feminine. Okay. All right. I will end there. So much love to all of you. Thank you for listening. Um, I had the delicious, um, it's called a bloca. <laughs> bloca. I don't edit these podcasts, so you're going to get that. Bliss Mocha Latte at the Saturday Farmer's Market in Asheville from Silver Moon Chocolates. If you are local to Asheville, check out Silver Moon Chocolates. They make medicine balls and a host of delicious chocolates that are all packed full of superfoods. And so... Um, I am really, really monitoring the amount of caffeine that I have in my system um, because it's linked to how I experience the, the dominator energetics actually in me and like the fight or flight response, but that's a whole other thing. So I don't often have it anymore. And I allow myself this bliss mocha latte with half the amount of coffee, um, but it has all of these medicinal superfoods and herbs and um, their cacao chocolate in it. So I've been actually sipping on that while we've been talking today. So I have a little hype in my voice today, but I am also super passionate about this topic and about us coming out of collapse. No more depletion, no more collapse. Okay. So I want to give you systematic, practical tools for coming out of collapse and I want to help you. So I hope this was of help. 
please email your reflections, your stories to sarah at sarahpoet.com. I'm not going to be able to reply and give you coaching. That's not what those are about. If you want individual support, you have to schedule. Um, yeah, to be in right relationship with time and energy, right? But what I'm asking for is, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you want to share and I potentially talk about it on the podcast so that we're spreading more stories as women and more relatability and more community, then go ahead and email me, sarah at sarahpoet.com. And I will say, thank you so much for sharing your stories. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being on this walk of consciousness. And so much love to you. Bye. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.